Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But the fact of the matter is, in the last couple of months, there really hasn't been very much in the way of territorial gains on the part of the Russian military. And one of the reasons for that seems to be that they've mobilized a lot of people, but they can't really get that many weapons to people. It's unclear whether or not that's because their industry simply isn't efficient enough or whether or not sanctions are taking a toll on some of that. But right now, you have a case where people keep talking about an offensive that's about to happen, um, but so far, very little in the way of gains if that offensive is indeed already underway if the russian offensive is underway it's not impressive so far a couple of things on the war in ukraine and the one-year anniversary of this whole awful thing starting i'm into this story for geopolitical reasons for student history reasons for personal reasons of just the humanity i mean just awful but if you're not into this story, you should be into it, at least as a taxpayer, as we've now spent $113 billion, and it looks like you know we're going to continue down that road for some time to come. Two big developments today on the one-year anniversary. The Biden administration puts out a list of 200 entities they're going to sanction harshly for continuing to do business with Russia when they're not supposed to, and China put out a peace plan for a ceasefire between Russia and Ukraine and blah, 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 blah. It's Speaking of entities that have been getting around the sanctions. 
Excuse me for not acting like a kid on Christmas morning receiving the gift of the Chinese plan. Uh, let's discuss the past year and what's likely to come with uh, military analyst Mike Lyons. Mike served with various military organizations, both the U.S. and Europe throughout his career. You know him from uh, a number of uh, publications and networks. Mike, how are you, sir? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back. A year ago, our own government was saying Kiev could fall in 96 hours. What were you thinking a year ago? Uh, and looking back on what you thought, how do you respond? Yeah, probably the same. I, you know, Russia had tremendous capability, capacity with their military. They had uh, maneuver space. They had all the things going. They wound up their military machine, put about 180,000 troops, surrounded Ukraine, came in from Belarus, came in from um, eastern Russia. Uh, it should have been over in three or four days. It should have been a desert storm um, had they fought a combined arms fight. But they instead did what Russia does best, and, and when a military perspective comes, they just kind of slug it through, and they, they, they did not use their combined arms advantage, and uh, Ukraine was able to hold off and hold out for what uh, was the first few months, and then equipment starts pouring in, and now we're, we're left with, uh, a year later, with a, a, a true stalemate, a war of attrition taking place on both sides. Well, as not only an analyst, but a man who commanded troops in combat, how would you describe to the layman the level of underperformance of the Russian military in this so far? Oh, my gosh. I, it, um, it's hard to, to think about anything less than what they've done. I mean, I, it, you know, they had they outnumbered them, the Ukraine military, six to one in some areas to go on the offense uh, with artillery rounds, with combined arms forces. The fact that a year later the Russians don't control the airspace is amazing. There was, there, there was no real coordinated plan on how they were going to take Ukraine down. I mean, it's, it's, it's talking brass tacks here, but you know, the first thing the United States does in any of these kind of wars is we go after all their air defense platforms and make sure that we own the skies. Now we have air superiority. Now we roll in the troops from behind. They, they didn't do any of that. They, they just literally thought that the Ukraine military was just going to roll through and um, got, got punched in the nose. And then, and then in the fight, when the fight started happening, uh, unfortunately, Russian soldiers uh, you know, didn't, didn't answer the bell. I was looking at your Twitter feed, that uh, picture you put out. Is that a young you in 1990? No. Those are no? two privates in my company. Okay. No, it's uh, laughing well. And, uh, yeah, no, two privates from my company. We fired, you know, everybody claims they fired the first round of the war, right? So that we, we fired, we were one of those units that did. That was the day before the ground war started at Desert Storm. We fired copperhead rounds on targets. So we, we were already two miles inside of Iraq before the war actually started. I remember listening to the BBC saying, oh, yeah, the war is going to start here pretty soon. I'm like, no, nah, actually, the war is already on. We're getting up tomorrow morning. We're rolling. We're rolling north. So that those are the two of my good privates there that, uh, that shut that round. And uh, Russia thought they were going to pull off that sort of thing where you just you roll in and take over in a couple of days. And it's uh, it's, right. it's it, it, yeah, it's the allure of battle, and, and the, this is where Desert Storm gave this impression that other countries and other militaries can do this. And the thing about it is the United States literally practiced for that battle for, the, for 10 years. They sent units to the National Training Center. Anyone that's listening knows what I'm talking about. You go to the National Training Center, you fight that fight there, you practice. We've, we practiced that for about 10 years. We showed up from Germany. We showed up with 500,000 troops, and that's why that went that way. Russia thought that, that, that the same thing was going to happen. They didn't put the same number of troops there, about 180,000 or so. They thought the same thing was going to happen, didn't recognize you have to practice that and you have to plan on, on, on things going that way. So, Mike Lyons, where are we now and what's likely to take shape in the next six months or so? So in, in history gets to this spot where both sides are at a stalemate in, in this war of attrition. Now, in the past, 
either side starts attacking the other side's capability to wage war. Now, Ukraine doesn't have that capability. They can't go on the offense into Russia. They can't attack, you know, uh, tank factories and ammunition depots inside of Russia where they're stored or where they're made. Uh, now, Russia can. Russia's trying to do that to Ukraine, but Western supplies keep pouring in. So classic war by proxy on our side and, and the West is supplying Ukraine, propping them up without this happening, that Ukraine would be in real big trouble. I, I think you're going to see, um, with, with a, also with a 600-mile front, this talk about the offense. and about, I'm listening to analysts say, oh, Ukraine's getting ready to go on the offense. And I sit there and say, with what? They'd, ha- they'd have to have 120,000 troops themselves, plus 600 uh, you know, plus artillery and tanks and mechanized infantry vehicles, bulldozers. There's so many things that are still lacking from their kit in order for them to expect su- the success. Or we have the same thing on, on the other side. We have this hamburger machine where you, we don't want to see Ukraine soldiers getting thrown into the Russian hamburger machine because the Russians can defend just as well as anybody. So I think we're going to see, to, to kind of net it out here, a North and South Korea. We're going to see a DMZ between occupied land. Russia's going to take some of this Ukraine land. The question is if they take Crimea or not. Um, that's, that ha- that's how this ends, but it's not ending anytime soon because Russia is going to continue to fight for at least, for, I think, at least for another year. So is that an argument for arming the Ukrainians more, giving them the F-16s, giving them more so that they can not have it be a war of attrition, which seems like it's in Russia's favor, but uh, they can launch an offensive? Well, I still don't think the F-16s matter. They don't get there on time. They're, they're, they're not close to air support. The kind of, um, you know, they need 400 tanks and then the crews to man them. They need artillery, you know, five times more artillery. They, they need a, a whole lot more. They need divisions worth of equipment that we really can't give them. And the other side that is ammunition. They're already starting to run out. You heard the NATO commander say that we're running out of ammunition. Uh, artillery ammunition, and we'd have to now ramp that up on our side because we're taking stocks out of Israel, we've taken stocks out of South Korea, we've taken stocks out of different places, so we're going to have to start making our own ammunition here pretty soon. So I I think that um, we're going to continue to do as best we can. As long as Ukraine is holding the line from their perspective, I I think that's that's, that's what we should be happy for. Hey, uh, I know, Jack, you want to ask your big question to Mike in a moment. But before we get there, just out of curiosity, Mike, because we have listeners who uh, some, not many, who are much more sympathetic to the Russian side than I think a lot of Americans are um, and and will say, what's the matter with you guys? Research it. There actually were Nazis in Donbass and and, and Putin's right. They're denazifying it. Uh, what's your take on 2014 on and the so-called Nazis and, and the situation in that part of Ukraine? Yeah, so that was a problem not solved in 2014. Those separatists that control those areas in the Donbass region and in Crimea as Russia takes it on. You know, again, look at history. Wars start like this because problems that can get kicked down the road, and that's what happened here. Um, that's possible. That likely could have happened. There could have been pockets of those kinds of things. Um, it's hard to project, again, our culture on anybody else's culture, Eastern European, you know, the Nazification or so, and the, the impact that that had you know, over 80 years ago with inside of Europe still trickles out there. It's still out there, and it's, it gets accelerated with social media. Uh, but, yeah, there's always two sides to every story, um, and, and there's those that want to believe Russia doesn't will come out losing here, and losing to them will mean likely they still keep Crimea, they keep some of those areas in the east, um, but they've lost a, a tremendous face in the, in the grand stage of the grand world. How important is this conflict to the United States? If Ukraine lost, what would be the, the national interest at stake here? 
Well, we have to define losing for Ukraine, right? So Ukraine's not going to win by vanquishing Russia, right? That's not happening. So as long as Ukraine wins by <clears throat> having some kind of semblance of an agreement of a new border for whatever that is, uh, and then the rebuilding of Ukraine starts, it's going to start with them being part of the EU first and foremost, and then perhaps um, five or six years down the road, maybe they'll be now part of NATO. I think that's going to be on the table uh, as part of any of these negotiations. So that, I don't see Ukraine losing at this point. You know, they, they win by not losing in some level, because Russia now doesn't really have the capability to vanquish Ukraine in the same side. But in the same token, neither does Ukraine in the same side with Russia. Well, is uh, keeping the world order in place uh, at stake, or as you have said in the past, do you feel this is more of a regional conflict between Ukraine and Russia? No, it's a regional conflict still. I think that that's European regional conflict is still first and foremost, and we're fighting it by proxy. China ha- is a big wild card, but you now see they want to negotiate a peace settlement. Why? Because they recognize their client state, Russia, doesn't look very favorable. It looks like they're losing. Um, and now they don't want to be part of a losing team. But, but at the end of the day, it's in both China's interest and the United States' interest to have a very weak Russian military. So that's all part of this. I mean, I know the people at the Pentagon are like, yeah, let's go, keep, keep it up, keep smashing them, because the more the Russian military gets destroyed, the less the threat they become down the road. I think the Chinese feel the same way about Russia as well. Interesting. Yeah, we could talk for a day and a half about uh, China's relationship with Russia, not just the obvious uh, day-to-day stuff, but the historical nature and their shared border and the rest of it, but uh, perhaps another time. Uh, military analyst uh, Mike Lyons. Mike, it's always enjoyable. Thanks a million. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's yep. what you opened the show with, was people, uh, countries and people do what's in their national interest. And maybe the whole war of attrition, we're in this for the long haul. Our national interest is wearing down the Russian military and depleting them spending them into oblivion oh yeah absolutely that's absolutely a part of it uh but you know if i was going to say one thing semi-complimentary about china and its leadership is they do take the long view they're often wildly wrong but they have the discipline to think about their grandchildren in a way that american politics is just abysmal at again their system is is unspeakably terrible communism and, and the way they see humanity but at least they have some discipline to it. So, yeah, it's entirely possible they're in bed with Russia to prop up Russia to get good and bled dry. <laughs> wow. So then China's clearly the hegemon. That means the, the hard ass uh, in that part of the world. Yeah. Uh, one thing, and I didn't uh, didn't want to get off track on this, but the one thing I don't get was, is the argument. And this has been going on for a year now. Now, if we give them this, it takes training, and it would take two months to get up. Well, a year has gone by, and everybody thinks another year or two or five is going to go by. So mm-hmm. well, I don't understand the argument of it take and take months. It'd be a six months before they'd be in the country, and then you got to train. But well, it would seem that we have the time. Yeah, let's plant the oak tree today and see what happens. Yeah, so yeah, I, I hear you. I don't quite get that argument, but you hear it a lot. Anywho, uh, you can text us anytime you want. 415-295-KFTC. Much more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. (laughs) Abraham Lincoln, national wrestling champ. I've got a great Abraham Lincoln story for you later this hour. Wow. About his wrestling prowess, which if you're a Lincoln fan, you're aware of, but I'd never heard these details before. Well, also coming up, you're going to hear a lot of economic analysis coming in the next few months that's utterly farcical, but you'll know it in advance if you stay tuned. Plus, major court case could really change this activist conveyor belt that's whisking confused people towards sex change surgeries. So stay tuned. We'll tell you about that court case. You're but speaking te- of court cases. You're teasing all those stories when we just found out there is a Canadian super pig that is about to cross over to the United States? A highly intelligent and possibly invincible super pig. Yes, yes Jack. Thank you. I wonder if Abraham Lincoln could have beaten it in a wrestling match. That's Wow. <laughs> that conversation it all together. That conversation later, but we're focusing or paying attention to the Murdoch trial. That's that uh, possibly murderous southern powerful lawyer who's on trial for his uh, his life. Yeah, indeed, and uh, the prosecution is cross-examining him now. His defense attorneys decide to put him on the stand, and they'll, uh, they're going to be talking about the, the timeline involved on the night of the horrendous crimes here. So we got you back around 849, and you're leaving at 902, correct? And you didn't see any weapons down there. You just happened to be back there. You didn't hear anything at all. Did you hear anything at all, Mr. Murdoch, during that time period? No, I did not. You didn't? Didn't you tell law enforcement that you thought you heard them pull up? Didn't you tell law enforcement that? I did think they had okay. pulled up. All right, so that was that. You did think that? Yes. All right, so now you're saying there was a car pulling up? No. You didn't testify to that yesterday, did you, in your new version of events? That mm-hmm. No, I, I don't. Construct? Mr. Waters, I don't believe there was a car pulling up. Okay, but that's what you told law enforcement, didn't you? No, I told law enforcement that I thought they had pulled up. Okay. All right, but you're saying you couldn't hear... Blackout shots, supposedly, but you could hear that, correct? I didn't say I couldn't hear blackout shots, but I'm saying that I thought when when I got up from taking a nap, if I took a nap, but when I got up from laying down, as I was getting ready to go to my mom's, there was a point in time where I thought Maggie and Paul had come back. Did you hear the car or not? I'm confused. I'm confused also. 
It's also, if if he's lying, you know, if all this is bogus, then, yeah, his mind is whirling trying to make all this fit together, right? Oh, yeah, and, and a good cop, a good prosecutor knows how to... Uh to uh, trip you up with that stuff, a so, good interrogation. So we got one text, because if you weren't following it yesterday when he testified, he openly admitted to all kinds of crimes and a bad behavior. He's a, a, a drug addict and stealing from family members and, uh, and partners and uh, clients, sometimes who were children who were victims of crimes, and he'd win them a settlement, and then he'd steal their money. He, he admitted to all these various things, but says he didn't murder his wife and kid. Because he doesn't want to go to prison for the rest of his life. Or is he up for the death penalty even? Uh, probably. South Carolina, they still hang people, don't they? Or stone them. Yeah, I don't if know. they don't, they should. Uh, but anyway, um, because he was involved with all these, these, you know, he's into drugs for so long. We got a text, you know, maybe it's drug cartels murdered his family because he owed the money or whatever. And he's keeping his mouth shut because he doesn't want them to come murder him. Well, and it was, uh, it was something like four years ago today. Is that what we were told? That uh, his drunk son killed a, a poor girl in a boating wreck because he was hammered and refused to slow down. And uh, the Murdoch family, of course, was uh, preventing anything like justice happening in that case. Right. Yeah. It so is, there are people angry about that. It is so Ozark, the whole story. Hey, if you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Meet my son, Cannon, our thrill-seeking boy who can't get enough of Disney theme park rides. The only problem, you ask? He's just not tall enough for the big ones. But we didn't want that to stop him from feeling the rush, so we took matters into our own hands and crafted a shoe that just might do the trick. With the help of towering heels, extra flip-flop bottoms, and some Gorilla Glue, we possibly discovered the ultimate theme park hack. I don't know why it's got that music bed behind it, but that's a pretty good idea. I wish I had thought of that. I don't know how many times my kids were disappointed on a ride that they were, they'd have been fine riding, but they were just a little bit short. And in the modern world of litigation, no theme park could possibly let you ride if you're just a skosh underneath the required height because they'd get sued. But my kids would be crying because they were so excited about riding the whatever that year at the fair. Or the theme park, and they couldn't. I should have got. I should have done that. I should have made some shoes that make them like two Michael, inches taller. Michael, play the buzzer. Do you have the buzzer handy? This is terrible. This is unbelievable. I can't believe what I'm hearing. 
Jack, those regulations exist because the kids uh, are too small for the safety devices, and instead of going across their chest, they go across their windpipes. But not always. Not always. <laughs> always. Every no, time. No, 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 no. Not always. Not absolutely not always. The go-karts that we wanted to ride at my grandparents' house, there's no reason my kid couldn't drive those around. Yeah, the funny thing about my quote-unquote argument is that you're if you're half an inch short, then absolutely no way. If you're half an inch taller, then oh, enjoy yourself, son. <laughs> Your windpipe being an inch maybe in a different place in those two scenarios. Right. Now, I understand they have to have a semi-objective standard, but yeah. No, I've had bounce houses where you had a height limit or whatever now. I should have had the thick shoes. How about age limits? How about a 35-year-old guy's in the bounce house? Yeah. Upper yeah, end. this is great. Wee! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> All right. We need to get to Abe Lincoln, champion wrestler and Canadian super pigs. Yes. Uh, stay tuned. This We will pay that off this half for hour, guaranteed. And none of this is fanciful either. It, it is terrifying, but it is not fanciful. So stay tuned. I, I, I tell you what, you know, if, if you live anywhere near the northern border, North Dakota, Montana, Wisconsin, Michigan, don't stay tuned. Begin stockpiling goods and, and fortifying your house against these uh, super intelligent Canadian super pigs. Stay with us. <laughs> anyway, uh, a couple of things very briefly. Moving swiftly here. Excellent piece in the Wall Street Journal making a great, great point about how we're going to hear wildly distorted coverage of economic numbers starting any minute now. And here's why. For God's sake, why did you sign me out, Wall Street Journal? I was signed in three minutes ago. What are, what are you afraid I'm a Russian? Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> da, 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 da. It has to do with base effects, and you don't have to really memorize that term or know what it means, but but here's the deal. Year-over-year inflation numbers are starting are going to get really screwy because of price increases a year ago having to do with the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The average price of gasoline went from about three fifty in February last year to four twenty in March Putin's, to over five bucks in June. Putin's price hike. That's right, Mr. President. Thank you. Inflation reports for this March, March through June will be calculated from a base that includes those unusually elevated prices. And base effects can cause analytical mistakes. If gas prices, for instance, climb from about three forty now, for instance, to $4.50 in June, that would be the second highest June price on record. But the base effect would show that it's down 10% year over year. Gotcha. Prompting a premature declaration of victory over inflation. We've seen this in the radio business for a long time, especially back when the ratings mattered more than they do now. You would you would pick like the the weirdest, glitchiest month of ratings that you've ever had and point out that you're up two hundred and fifty percent. And you can do it in the in the other direction. Sure. Pick the best uh, month anybody's ever had in their lives and say, look at that. They're down 60 percent. Oh, they're falling on hard times. Uh, let's see. Global food prices followed a similar pattern as gas prices. The benchmarks, etc., soared at the start of the war, then peaked in March. Natural gas prices soared until August, then began to decline. So you're going to hear a bunch of analysis, uh, in short, over the next several months about how the Biden administration has done such a wonderful job of taming inflation. That's compared to the wildest inflation we've seen since, I don't know, the Arab oil embargo in 1972. Yeah, and if inflation went to two percent today, which it's not going to, it's going to be it's going to be high for quite a while. Um, 
That would mean the prices are back down. No, see, I think that's the perception a lot of people have. That the prices are going to go back to the old price. No, they're they're staying here. You took that price cut permanently. Yeah, yeah, the, the pay cut. Pay cut, yeah. rather. You took that pay yeah. cut permanently. So unless right. your salary has gone up, geez, what would total would it have to go up? 10%, 12% mm-hmm. to account for all this? Oof. Oof, indeed, sir. Uh, moving on to other fare. This could be large. And I feel a little guilty talking about this because it has to do with attorneys and liability and malpractice and that sort of thing, which is run rampant and ruined a great deal of American life. On the other hand, if I go into the surgeon, he's drunk, and I ask him to uh, fix my right lung and he removes the left one, I'm going to be pissed off and I'm probably going to sue him. Fix my lung. (laughs) (laughs) Doc, you got to fix my lung. It ain't breathing so good. Which one? It doesn't matter. Uh, A woman, a poor human, a poor, unfortunate human being, a detransitioned woman who underwent surgery to remove her breasts and uterus is suing the healthcare providers who reported to have facilitated her transition. Michelle, Michelle Zahigna. Something like that, uh, who's 34 years old, filed a lawsuit against the eight doctors and mental health professionals who prescribed her testosterone treatments and gave her a bilateral mastectomy and hysterectomy during what she says was a mental health crisis. Over a 10 year period, she went from seeing a therapist to being referred for hormone therapy by doctors who she said had very limited interaction with her, including one she says she spoke to for less than an hour to undergoing irreversible surgery and deciding mental health diagnoses better explained her condition than anything else in 2020. That's kind of a convoluted sentence. Um, It's become clear to her that it was a mental health condition, and she did not need to de-womanify herself. I will live the rest of my life without breasts, with a deepened voice and male pattern balding, and without the ability to get pregnant. Removing my completely healthy uterus is my greatest regret. Uh, the lady claims the professionals failed to properly address her mental health needs and allowed her to go undergo irreversible procedures to her body and suppress feminizing characteristics with testosterone. And she's suing them. Well, maybe this is the litigious society that I hate a lot, uh, working in favor of sanity for once, in that if she wins and others win, these doctors are going to become so scared of getting sued that they'll want to be more careful who they go to altering. Well, right. And they'll say, hey, let's make sure we do a thorough job of working through your admitted uh, emotional health problems before we do anything permanent, which is uh, which is the kind and compassionate, sane way to approach anything like this. But if you even suggest that, the trans activists will call you a uh, you're trying to deprogram them which is just obscene to my mind. Um, and if you're an adult and you go through which, what is a sane and sober and, and uh, time, you know, non-rushed process and decide you want to do this, it's your life and it's your body. I, I, it's fine. It's not my business. But as usual, when I go on these rants, I want, to, want you to understand I'm referring primarily to A, adolescence, and B, confused people who should not be rushed into permanent quote-unquote, solutions. Or uh, I think it's going to air on Bill Maher tonight. There's already a clip out from him for his HBO show tonight where they're going to get into the conversation about what about effeminate gay 
boys. Oh, good. And, good. And, 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 you know, tomboy gay women, which have always existed. And we all had come to, you know, perfectly accept a couple of years ago the pressure that's on the effeminate gay boy that, no, you're a girl. You're not an effeminate boy. You're a girl. How, how do you deal with that? Right, right, and how ugly that is. There is one more point that I think is incredibly important that I haven't really made in all the discussions we've had on this topic, Um, and I will make it, although I'm looking at the clock and seeing we really need to squeeze in a quick word from our friends and sponsors at Lear Capital. Uh, They have a free silver bar for you. We begged them to do something special for our listeners. They came through with a free silver bar, and we'll tell you about how to get it in a sec, but uh, message number one, there are respected financial analysts predicting gold prices could soar as far, as high as four thousand dollars an ounce, four grand. Yeah, and you never know if it's going to get to four grand an ounce. But if you bought gold today at Lear Capital's favorable prices, and the cost of gold jumps to close to those predictions, your profits could be life changing. Gold has outperformed the S&P for the past 20 years. Gold is a brilliant strategy for protecting your savings and environment. So with their risk-free purchase guarantee and 25 years of experience and thousands of five-star reviews, thousands, you can trust Lear Capital. So dig this. For the next 14 days, new Lear customers receive a free one-ounce silver bar with every ounce of gold that you purchase. Your free silver bar offer expires in 14 days, so hurry to LearArmstrong.com, LearArmstrong.com. All right, so here's one of the reasons I feel so strongly about not whisking people, and especially kids, along this activist, uh, greased conveyor belt. It's, it's the problem of sunk costs, or as poker players would say, being pot committed. There's a principle of psychology that, that everybody knows who's studied any psychology, that people start to think, if I have invested this amount of time or money into something, that justifies the next investment or an additional investment. I've already put $100 in. I feel like I have to put another 200 in to see whether this works out. And that's the, the myth of, or the fallacy of sunk costs. If it's a bad idea, it's a bad idea. Whether you put $100 in, do not throw good money after bad, as they say. Yeah, whether you're starting from scratch on this building project, for instance, is it a good idea today to put more money into it? Or right. even if you've spent $2 billion on it, if it's a bad idea, it's a bad idea. Right. If you find out it's an Indian graveyard and an EPA Superfund site, but you've already spent $50,000 developing the property, you're going to be tempted to say, well, we got to keep going. Right. But, but you don't. Um, and, and the other part of it is, um, and this, this, you have to understand human beings and the way they behave, human nature. If you go to your friends and your family, your teachers, whomever, and you, partly at your own thinking, by your own thinking, partly because you're urged by others, you sell them on something huge and important and controversial, and maybe people cry and throw fits. You are so pot committed, as they say in poker, for you to say, you know what, I was wrong. All that stuff I said that I tried to convince you of, passionately i was wrong i was confused i'm sorry or even harder you were right right oh my god thank you jack thank you you know between the two of us we're real experts on pettiness (laughs) no you're right and and that's what i'm getting at we have pride 
None of us wants to admit I was wrong, you were right, and that case I made with such passion that I'm really a woman inside. That was just me because I'm unhappy and I'm desperately searching for an answer because I'm a confused young person. And that's the sort of person I have enormous sympathy for as a former one myself and a dad and a coach and the rest of it. That is so hard for people. So you can't put the pedal down and push them and speed them toward permanent changes. It's not kindness. It's the height of cruelty. Slow down. In this woman's lawsuit, maybe it helps. I don't know. For some reason, finding an identity reminded me of I was watching the South Park episode that mocks Prince Harry and his wife, Megan. Have oh, you I haven't seen, seen that it yet. I have not. I can't wait. So Stan or Kyle, I get him mixed up because they look the same, uh, went to a brand manager to change his brand at school. <laughs> and... Uh, and the brand manager went through it trying to set him up with some different brands. And he said, I come up with one. Here you go. Uh, vegan, artsy, athletic victim. And he said, no, 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 I'm not that athletic. Okay, let me come up with a different one. Uh, musical, kind, adventurous victim. No, that's not the right one. But they all had victim at the end, wow. which I thought was hilarious. That's so good. Yeah, that is really well, good. Well, you don't want to be a victim of Canadian super pigs or an angry Abe Lincoln. <laughs> we will pay those things off coming up next. We promise. Armstrong and Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we got two stories. We had to flip a coin to decide which one to do first. Canadian Super Hogs or Abe Lincoln National Champion Wrestler. But we're going to go with Super Hogs. Well, as a Lincoln file. Thank you. Thank you, Porky. As a Lincoln file, I'm going to keep the hog thing short because I really want to hear about old Abe. But uh, there's this mix of domestic pig and wild boar running wild in Canada, and now they're heading south into the United States. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were originally crossbred to help farm pigs grow larger and tolerate the cold in Canada. But then a drop in the market about 20 years ago led some farmers to let their hybrid pigs run free, and now they're running very, very free. And the problem is they're hard to eradicate, which means domestic and natural species of them are getting beat up bad. And what's worse, 
Wild hogs feed on anything. They gobble up tons and tons of goslings and ducklings in the spring. They can take down a white-tailed deer, even an adult. Originally, it was like, wow, this is something we can hunt. But it's become clear that they're threatening our white-tailed deer, elk, and especially waterfowl. Not to mention the crop damage. The downsides outweigh any benefit wild hogs may have as a huntable species. Uh, They've got the signs going up. There's a website called Squeal on Pigs. If you cite one of these things, uh, the super pigs have become adept at fending off recreational hunters, sometimes with entire groups. Uh, turning nocturnal to avoid hunters. Other times they'll wow. disperse, making them harder to locate or change their patterns and retreat to forests or wetlands. Um, the best strategy at reigning in the super pigs has been employing the Judas pig concept. I wish we had more time for this article because well, there's so ahead. much interesting stuff. Go ahead. That's that with the Judas pig. So you get a, a one pig to betray the other pigs? Yeah, you give it 30 pieces of silver, you put a GPS collar onto its neck, and it leads game officials to the other pigs. Deception is our best hope. Wow. Pigs can play the piano and do math. They have all kinds of abilities. You combine combine these with chat GPT, and you're going to have some unstoppable beast, I'll tell you that. I'm not sure how that combination takes place, but I'll leave that to you, Dr. Franken-Hogg. Now to the other story we wanted to get on, Abe Lincoln, National Wrestling Champ. I didn't realize Abraham Lincoln was in the Wrestling Hall of Fame because of his wrestling prowess. Mm, and if you're yeah. a Lincoln fan at all, you know he was a, he was a well-known wrestler and really good at it. He is uh, known to have lost only once in 12 years of competing. He did a lot more wrestling than I even realized. So he was working at a general store in that tiny little village that he lived in. Owner of the store thought, I think my my guy here could beat most people around here and got him into wrestling and stuff like that. Anyway, so there's this one particular uh, uh, guy, Jack Armstrong there, which is my name. I'm named after this guy. He was the leader of the New Salem Clary's Grove Boys which was a bad gang in this tiny little village. The gang would corn, f- corn pop ran with them, I think. The gang would force any new settler into a barrel, nail it shut, and roll it down a hill. Jeez, oh! that's awful. Consequently, a New Salem resident later recalled how villagers eagerly tried to get Lincoln to wrestle with Armstrong and defeat him. When the bully had tired of hearing of Lincoln's wrestling skills and strength, he challenged him to a duel. Before fighting Armstrong, Lincoln had reportedly already wrestled around 300 people and never lost. Um, uh, One bout saw Lincoln so embroiled and enraged after defeating his opponent, he screamed at the crowd, I'm the big buck of this lick, and if any of you want to try it, come on and wet your horns. Yes! Yes! That's trash talk. So he faces the Clary's Grove Boy leader, Jack Armstrong, that day. Their wrestling that day was based on side holds, where the goal was to throw another man rather than to pin him. Confident in his skills, Armstrong agreed. Once a crowd had gathered, bets were made, fight began. They circled each other, did some grappling and twisting. Neither man could throw the other. Slowly, Armstrong began to get the worst of it. Lincoln beat Armstrong. Then the whole gang pinned him up against a wall. And uh, Armstrong said, this guy is so impressive, let's let him go. Which might have changed the fate of this country if they had not. Next hour, Josh Rogan. And Getty. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. 
They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.